for us, we finally found someone else, but it was, you know, making a better decision because that one was fine. It was okay. It worked. Um, but we finally found someone who actually is kinder and nicer and treats us better and treats me like a respected human, you know, rather than another way if I'm the one bringing the vehicle in. And But we tolerated that because it was easy and convenient. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. Wow. Wow, here we go. All right, welcome back to H2G. My name is Martin Grunberg. That is B-U-R-G. Today we are joined by the lovely J.G. Jen Grant. How are you today, Jen? I'm doing very well. How are you, Martin? (laughs) I'm doing well. Thank you for joining us. We have a very good MBM Mind Bullet. I like to think it's called better decisions, better decisions. Before we go there, do you have a GTR, a good things report? Or- GTR, yes. Okay. Tonight in approximately three hours, Woo. I'll be standing in front of a room of about 200 entrepreneurs, uh, inviting them to my upcoming event, which is really exciting. So that is incredible to have a chance to be in a room like that and to share something I'm excited about feels like a blessing and definitely a good thing to report. It is a blessing. And that's certainly the attitude and the story to <laughs> carry the mindset to carry into this. That's right. um, yeah. And, and, you know, there's so much value in what you do and what you share that I'm sure that will exude. They will pick up on that. Uh, that is the plan. All right. Well, my GTR, even though I don't want to talk about the event that's coming up, I'll share semi-related. I have to do, well, I don't have to. I'm trying to figure out how to act. This probably gives it away a little. Acclimate (laughs) to elevation. And I've lived, you know, at sea level for (laughs) 40 or 50 years. Um, So the best I can come up with and the the jury's still out whether this will work because I just don't have time to do uh, acclimate at elevation is breath holds. The reason this is worth sharing is, and I'm keeping a log, so I'm like 10 days in. My original goal was two minutes. It took me about four days. So every morning I'll go through five sessions of breath holds. It takes me about a half hour to do five because in between I have to go through another process. Um, Took about four times to exceed two minutes, but a few days ago, now the new goal is three minutes. And a few days ago, I hit 251. And yes, I'm keeping screenshots and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, And there's something else going on. It's very laborious. Like it's not, Like, you feel like you've had a workout after this. Um, So, all right, we'll put that aside. Let's talk about better decisions. 
Do you, <laughs> I know you probably don't know where I'm entirely coming from, so maybe I should nope. take this up. Does that help? If you would like, go for it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to say, I'm going to presume most people listening are pleased, mostly pleased with where they're at, which means along their path, their journey, they are happy with their decisions or mostly happy. But an interesting thing happens, and I'm learning to kind of reassess this, is decisions, like so many other things, exist on this spectrum from like really bad to the absolute best decision. And who knows what the absolute best is? The question is, I have found in my, as I've become more and more aware of this, that I'm just kind of in this default, uh, it's worked before, I'm going to do it again. And habitually, which is why the habit factor is <laughs> so important in so many ways, <laughs> habitually default to what tends to work. Well, the challenge is the various areas of our life we probably don't want to be so expedient with the decision that may have massive impact. Now, somebody listening is like, oh, of course, except we we do it all the time. And so an example might be, and these are silly examples, but, but uh, picking a mechanic or a hairdresser or name your vendor it's worked before we do it again. The question is, how much time do you want to invest for the best or better decisions? And the final thing I'll say is what what teed this up for me was Warren Buffett, who's regarded as one of the greatest financial decision makers of all time, said what what has helped him when he teaches this is for people to imagine that they only have a punch card of 20 decisions when it comes to their finances. So now all of a sudden, you're going to deliberate a little bit longer. Um, so that's the idea here. And I want to I want to drill into this, but better decisions, not just good decisions. So I hand it to you, young lady. <laughs> It's a lot. So, uh, a thought that I have, and it veers a little, but I think it's still on track. When you first mentioned better decisions, the thing that came to mind was not necessarily, and I like the framework. Also, I'll say that I like the framework of looking at the ones that I'm already relatively happy with, but where can I make it even better? Right. For me, when I first heard it, though, I was looking at because I have this big event coming up and I've noticed some unconscious thinking or some thinking that has been made aware and some stories around, well, I've never done it before and making a better decision around that rather than let the I've never done it before story and decision decide my actions. So a better decision might be where do I have proof that it can be done? Right. So I, I maybe it's like two different pieces here, right? Like where are you already 
happy with the decisions, but can make it even better versus when we notice like that's not very supportive. I can make a better decision there. Yeah. So, and that's great example. So there's, there's the blank slate. We've never been there. We will tend, I'm venturing to say, we haven't crossed that bridge before. We will tend to deliberate more upon the decision than if if it's something we've done over and over again. Um, all right, very quickly, if you head over to Maven, M-A-V-E-N, dot com search goals search habits you'll see the 28 day breakthrough this is our small group cohort the best investment you will ever make is in your own personal development it's in your own education it's in your own knowledge so no better way to kick off the new year go to maven m-a-v-e-n dot com Again, search goals, search habits. You'll see the 28-day breakthrough. It is a powerful small group cohort, and all the risk is taken away. It's money back guaranteed. Have a look, maven.com. All right, back to the... See, I've put a fork in your road. And what's interesting is for me in the past... Maybe this isn't the fork you want to go down, but sometimes it works out. In the past, when I would have come up against the decision or the the thinking of, well, I've never done that before. I don't know how to do that. Maybe I'm not supposed to do that. And I find something else and I walk away. Where this time I'm so attached to it that I realize like the decision of doing this event is a really big decision. It's a much better decision for me. So I'm seeing myself explore new ways to make that possible. So it's definitely more deliberate and also requiring a lot of better decisions along the way. Yeah. So maybe the first filter to give some clarity to this is toward moving toward better decisions is how often have I made this particular decision? So if it's buying a house, maybe you've never done it before, that what that should call for experts. Here here's an example as an aside. So in a mastermind, this this gal is looking to sell her business. She thinks she knows who she even wants to sell it to. She's got the story all framed up, it's going to work because they're the ideal suitor. And so she's already, dare I say, compromised or finalized. Like she thinks she knows mm-hmm. who. First of all, that may not play like out. It's set. First of all, yeah. it may not play out. Second of all, how often in your life do you sell companies? For some people, it's zero. Other people, it's one time. Tops, it might be 10 times. So, so then all of a sudden, the question to her is, have have you done this before? Have you explored options? Have you brought in resources, people who who do this, who are experts? Maybe it's not, and maybe it is, but maybe it's not best to settle on this one suitor, right? And perhaps you should consult 
a broker who can show you a spectrum of options because they do this all the time. Right, right. But she... I think what's... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, but I think she... It appeared that she was settled with this will be easy, this will be quick, this is a perfect match. And and but she could be leaving, I don't know, 50, 100, 200 plus thousand, but she's like, it's easy, it's quick, it's simple. Right. So right. So that's just one example of the spectrum of decisions. And mm-hmm. we make these decisions everywhere. The question is, where could they be better? So the first filter is how important and how often do you make this decision? Go ahead. Along those lines, I think what is coming forward and, and the realization of the the level of importance of the decision, the is it financial importance potentially? Right. The how often have you made it will then lend itself like the higher those parameters, then we probably need more support, right? Where let's go back to the initial ones that you mentioned, like my hairdresser, my car dealer, um, lower, lower impact, we'll say lower overall financial time impact. So I don't necessarily need to go to an expert, but it is worth checking in. For example, for women, you mentioned hairdresser. For many women, we never change our hairdresser because it's always the person we've it's, known. It's comfortable and we just keep and like it. It you works. Know, comfortable, it's convenient, it works. But we walk away frustrated because we never get it looking the way we want it. Oh, I didn't even and, know that. So what's crazy, sorry to interrupt, but my wife will drive an hour away to go to this one hairdresser that maybe she doesn't. Does she love her? Maybe. Well, she she says she does, but now that I hear you say that, she might not even love it. But it's known. Well, that's the thing. Once, yeah, it's a tricky it's a tricky line to cross, and I think it's a, the same. Like your your other example was our mechanic, right? For us, we finally found someone else, but it was you know making a better decision because that one was fine. It was okay. It worked. Um, but we finally found someone who actually is kinder and nicer and treats us better and treats me like a respected human, you know, rather than another way if I'm the one bringing the vehicle in. And but we tolerated that because it was easy and convenient. And it was so where in our familiar, lives are we? It's familiar. Tol- it's familiar. Yeah, I think. Well, and it just felt. I think we have a story or we had a story in our minds that it would be too much work to find Correct. someone else. Correct. And then well, once you find the person though, like, why didn't we do this years ago? Yeah. So it's crazy that we're talking about mechanic because this is such, this is so much bigger than a mechanic or a hairdresser. But I have, so I have this really, really old truck that I love, an old Dodge Ram, 330,000 miles. Love it. Can't get what it's worth to me. And it's a great utility vehicle. So, but there's something called a heater core, which is broken because it's 30 year old truck almost. Um, there's a simple way to bypass it, which I didn't even think about. And I had this story that it was super expensive. And anyways, one day I'm gassing up, 
I look over. It's his garage. I walk over the guy. The guy's like, hey, I do it all the time. <laughs> do it all the time. 200 bucks. And I had this ridiculous story that it was more than the truck's worth and yada, yada. Yep. But now the guy, the guy's working on my wife's car. In other words, it right. was worth exploring. Right. Better. <laughs> I think one of the things, too, that we find, if we're talking about these decisions that are really automatic and living by default, as right. we've talked about before, when we're living from the automatic place and just running through it, we're closing our mind off from the the solutions and the expansive um, connection to, you know, understanding more and more options where in that moment you happen to be open enough and aware enough where you happen to notice it. But on yeah. another day, if you are in your own place, you don't even notice it, even though you're sitting right there. And we do that all the time. I don't think people realize how often we're cutting ourselves off from greater possibilities, or in this case, better decisions, because we're so stuck in our way of thinking. And it's with food. I'm going to eat that because I ate that yesterday. Um, in in sports, it's ridiculous. I mean, to draw the parallel with, with golf, like half the game is just knowing selecting deciding on the right club <laughs> i mean dare i say half your score is just right. a good good club decision that's not even about the actual golf that's just deciding on the club so probably to button this up it's it's not that Again, I started this with this idea that most people listening are probably very pleased with their decisions. Some may not be, but but the idea, it's not that you're not making good decisions. Everybody, well, a lot of people make good decisions. The question is, how much better can they be and how much more can they impact your life positively? It started with the financial awareness. Right, which is kind of a no-brainer. But now I'm thinking about it's really the decisions you make every day that are on autopilot, like food. I mean, yep. I know people that insist they they've been trying to lose weight for a long time, and they they're eating the exact same diet they've been eating right. the whole time and they're working out right. so hard and they can't figure it out. And it's just change your diet. Right. So yeah, better decisions and it can be across the spectrum and that requires awareness, awareness, then you have a filter. How important is it worth deliberating? There are so many things that aren't worth deliberating on. And there's right. so many that are. So um, I have enjoyed this, Jen. Love it. <laughs> you have you have anything to share or add? Or... Okay. No, I think that's a good spot. I think there's a lot to consider and be aware of. Yeah. The, the less frequent the the greater the deliberation what can you be doing i mean money impact here's a final thought it's not just about the frequency of decisions it's about the compounding effect 
the yeah. long-term effects. So now that brings you to, it brings me, always brings me back to those four core areas of wellness, right? Mind, body, which would have to do with diet and exercise. Mind is just, aside from the decision itself, is where are you applying your mind? Are you reading decisions right. on books? Um, right. So, but then there's social decisions around that rather than being in default mode where you're wondering why this relationship continues to not work out over and over. <laughs> Maybe there's some awareness to wrap around that decide differently. Um, and spiritual, spiritual decisions, yep. connectedness. And then there's financial professional, the, the other realm of important decisions, um, and the consequences around that. All right. Now I was... I'm going to blow your mind quickly with one final thought. Please. Thank you. I think one of the biggest places where we could look at making better decisions overall is time. Sure. Yeah. How are time, you spending time and your energy. Yep. biggest resource, which is time? time. How are you spending that? Yeah. Uh, I like to put those two equal time and energy yeah yep uh, some people have time and they have no energy i touched on this in an earlier episode some people have time and they have no energy so they can't right use that time they're sick right but then there's people who have energy who are running out of time so all right um Thank you so much. When you put time to your energy, your energy gives you back time. That's not why it's supposed to be about decisions, but all right. Thank you, Jen. It works. Brown, say goodbye. Adios. Adios. All right, my friends, that is going to do it for this episode. If you are new here, there's only two, th <laughs> two things you should consider doing. One, Go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates. Get your free template that will walk you through the PAR method. You are not a rodent. You are not a rat. Why do I say that? Because the habit loop, the famed habit loop, was devised by studying rodents. You're a human. You have choice. You have intention. You have reflection. PAR, as a methodology for habit cultivation, is a process that leverages your human capacities. So go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates and you get a free template or just go to the iOS or Google Play Store and you can download the free Habit Factor app. The other thing that is worth doing, in my humble opinion, is subscribing. Subscribe, you get each episode downloaded automatically. That will save you time. It will, <laughs> it will save me time. We'll be on the same page, my friend. So that's it. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for subscribing. And make sure you begin tracking. See ya.